Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 347 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and her transformation is what we're going to be hearing about today. Oh, this is going to be such a great show. Before we begin, just know that the episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to smartypantsvitamins.com. And here's your first reminder to click on the iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show because I love your feedback. That's Correctamundo. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about Her. So I have a really robust Twitter feed. I have a lot of fun hanging out with um, just amazing people on Twitter. And one day I just stumbled upon uh, one of those amazing people. Her name is Monica Ricci. And uh, I read her story. I looked at her pictures. I saw what she's doing right now. And it, it occurred to me, she has a really important... Uh, story to tell, to share with people, uh, with authenticity um, and with sort of a real live flavor for what she's doing. Since you all know I'm a fitness professional, I'm on the board of directors of the American College of Sports Medicine. I'm always looking for people who've not only just gone through a transformation, but whoa, went to the other side and now they are actually fitness professionals themselves as well. So that's very cool. So who is Monica? Well, it's such a great bio. Last year, she said, I lost my marriage, two homes and a business. Okay, I'm just sweating through that one right now. And, and that was a business that she loved. In the midst of that upheaval, she dropped 30 pounds, built muscle that she never imagined possible, created the health, energy, and strength she'd always wanted and could never achieve. And now um, she's using that same process to help other people. And we go to that whole world of transformation. Monica, welcome to the Herb Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And um, I'm not sure if you even remember, but the way you found me was because I retweeted, or I should say I tweeted a link to one of your talks That's that right. I thought was so good. That's right. That was my, yeah. that was actually my TED talk um, on Wall Street. I remember that very well. And that came across my feed. And then you came across my feed. And um, when I had a little look and uh, look, see what was going on in your life. And I thought, you know something, there's a story here. And some of the most amazing <laughs> interviews I've had are people I'm picking up from the gazillion, you know, folks out there in, in the Twitterverse. So Monica, you know, first of all, if you go to her um, Twitter, she also has Insta and, and Facebook, but on Twitter, it's um, Monica and then R-I-C-C-I. On Insta, it's Monica, R-I-C-C-I coach, right? And Facebook, Monica uh, Ricci, R-I-C-C-I coach. So, and have a look at the pictures. You know what they say about a, you know, a picture uh, in a thousand words. Uh, it pretty much um, 
says it all. And what I'd love for you to do, Monica, is just tell us the story high level um, so that people can understand, my God, that was a very bad year. Lost your marriage, two homes, a business you love. What the hell? And then you ended up um, going through this transformation. How did all that happen? Oh, my gosh, you're so funny. What the hell? Um, I love it. I um, Well, the first thing I want to share uh, with the listeners is that actually I have changed my Instagram, and I apologize if I gave you the old one uh, because I don't think that one is active anymore. So the new one is actually much more appropriate, and it's remaking Monica because that's exactly what I'm, what I'm doing, right? So I didn't want people to go there and, and think we were both Looney Tunes for um, – for sending in the wrong place. But as far as what the hell happened, life can change really fast. Uh, that's what Ferris Bueller says. And what happened was I had embarked already on a health journey before all this stuff blew up. So it wasn't really the stuff blowing up that was the catalyst. I was in the process of changing myself. And in that process, I realized a whole lot of things that I had not really allowed myself to realize before. And that's what's so fascinating about personal transformation to me is that as we change ourselves physically, as we learn more, as we grow more, as we evolve, our minds have no choice but to also be changed. And that was what facilitated the, the I always say the blowing up of my life, of my, my marriage and in the process of blowing up my marriage you know, you divest yourself of your things. And so we had two homes that I was absolutely in love with. And one of those homes was a vacation rental, which I ran as a business, which I was in love with. And it all happened really rapidly. And it was due to me. It was all me realizing that I had not allowed myself to listen to my inner voice for many years about what I truly wanted in my life and in a marriage and that's how it all started. It's, it's it's hard for me to say that, quite honestly, in a public forum. It's very hard for me to say that, and um, because because the man that I am no longer married to is a really really good human being. So I'm just going to frame it up that and say that this is a this is a super real and vulnerable conversation for me. Oh, you know, you know something, Monica. I'm only going to go to places that you know, really work for you. Um, and so if I bring up something and then, whoa, you know, uh, over the boundary, let me know. Because, you know, when we have uh, uh, discussions like this, all kinds of ideas and thoughts come up. And I want to make sure that you feel like this is a safe haven. I always create that for every single one of my guests. You know, um, when, when you were dropping all that weight, when you were going through, when, when did it hit you that you were in, in keeping in mind, this is not about weight. This is about reclaiming your health and reclaiming, um, something that is so precious to you. And that is the ability to be able to be mentally and physically fit, um, to be able to get out there and rock and roll. When was the point when you realized, wait a minute, there's more to this than I thought, that this is a big thing now, right now, I'm actually going through a transformation. When did that hit you? That is a challenging question, but I'm thinking back into 2019, because that's when this whole thing started. 
I'm going to say that it probably didn't really hit me until fall of 2019, I would say. And it, it's just, it sounds so naive to say that because you think, well, you've been, you've been doing this physical training because I started January 7th. I happen to know that and that'll come up in a little bit why I know that specific date. But um, by the time fall rolled around, I was nine-ish months into this thing but I still hadn't really grasped how far I could go or how far I would go. But what I did know at that time was that the the inner knowing, the inner voice was becoming louder and louder to me. And I had no intention of veering off my path. And so I just had to accept that it was going to continue to talk. And the more I tried to push it down, the louder it talked, <laughs> I guess, is the best way I can explain that. And and when did you decide to really get into fitness in a big way? That happened in January of 2019. And it's interesting because the if you ever saw, the, I don't know if anyone who's listening or you perhaps have, have um, seen the movie The Secret, but there's a there's a, a a moment in The Secret where Jack Canfield is speaking, and he there's an image on the screen of a staircase, and it's it's a long staircase, but you can only see the first portion of it in the the, the thing that he's talking about is how when we're on a journey, we don't have to see the whole staircase. All we need to be able to see is the next few steps. And as long as we can see the next few steps, we can keep going. And that's kind of how I felt about my about my health and fitness journey is I didn't intend for any of this to happen. It never occurred to me that it, it would happen or that it was even a goal. Honest to goodness, I started because I didn't feel good about myself and I didn't like who I was in the physical realm. I didn't like the way my body looked. I didn't like how it felt. And moreover, and more importantly, I didn't like how I felt about the future of my health because at that time I was 53 and all I could see was the people around me who were my age and older and, and they all pretty much seemed anyway to be on the same path I was on. And I did not like that path, but yet I didn't really see an alternative until this Facebook challenge came along. And I thought, well, I got to do something like I got to do something different. And this will be a good new year's kind of a, a jump start, and we'll see what happens. It all started very innocently. So, but you went like, you didn't just, you know, shed a few pounds and move along here. I mean, you really got, you know, your body changed fairly dramatically um, from what I can see. What was that like for you, you know, as you were working out more, lifting weights, watching the body change? When, at what point did you say, I'm going to go all the way with this? I'm actually even going to be a fitness professional. Well, it's such a it's such a slow transformation, and that's what's interesting about it. It sort of sneaks up on you. And again, I know that probably sounds like the dumbest thing anyone's ever said. Like, what do you mean it sneaks up on you? You're with your body every day. Well, that's the point. You are with your body every day. So you don't see these small, tiny changes that are happening until one day something happens and you realize it. It's like it clicks. And that that happened in that same time frame around the fall of 2019 when I had been at it about 10 months. And that was when I realized, holy moly, I'm really like actually transforming here. And I, it, it was funny because I saw it in the mirror. 
I was drying my hair and I had my hair dryer in one hand and my brush in the other hand. And you know, you can picture what that looks like. Well, I looked into the mirror and I saw my bicep and I thought in that flash of a second, whose arm is that? (laughs) Well, sister, that's my arm. I just realized my eyes just told me my arm is not an arm that I recognize. And that's when it became possible for me to take this to a point that I had never imagined it could go. And that's when things started getting weird in my head. And when I say weird, I mean, I mean, difficult. I mean, challenging. I mean, uh, the reality of what was possible for me began to come into question because if this is possible that you can transform yourself physically, what else is possible that you never believed could happen? And that's when it all started shaking up and breaking apart. You know, it's interesting. Um, There's a Shakespeare quote that says, we know what we are, but know not what we may be. And and you're a beautiful example of that. You had no idea where you're going to end up. Were you someone who worked out, exercised, and stayed on top of your nutrition prior to all of this crisis in your life? I would say that I was someone who attempted to work out in fits and starts for decades, just like most people do. We start and we stop and we start and we stop. And I was one of those people who would look at people who worked out, who had a, who had training and physical activity as part of their own personal culture. And I would wonder, how are they like that? How, how do you get to be a person for whom physical exercise and activity is not only something you do and commit to on a regular basis, but my goodness, it actually looks like you like it. How do you get to be that person? I could never get to be that person. And I just kind of accepted that that wasn't who I was, which as we know today was a big fat lie. But I love that quote so much that you just shared with uh, um, from Shakespeare, because it's absolutely true. Um, human potential is only potential. Like we don't realize our potential until we begin working toward it. And then it becomes revealed to us of what we're capable of. And that goes all the way back to what I said about when you change your body, you change your mind and your mind starts going, whoa, look what you just did. What else can you do? How else can you achieve things that you never thought were possible? And that's when the doors start cracking open. And when the doors start cracking open, it's not just new ideas that come in. This is really important. This is really important. When the doors in your mind start cracking open, old things start coming up that you did not allow before. So yes, you're going to get new ideas and new inspirations and new, all kinds of new, but you must be prepared to deal with the old because if you don't deal with the old, you're not going to be able to move into the new. So, so let's, let's get concrete here. What, what did happen with you? So how much did you change up your nutrition? What happened? Uh, I changed my nutrition pretty drastically. I had been, um, my husband and I had gone no sugar, no grains in 2013. And it was great. Our blood work improved. We lost weight. Both of us lost weight. However, at some point when, th- when life gets in the way and life gets stressful, you slide back into your old habits. It's human nature. And we did. And I put you know, the little bit of weight that I had lost. I had only lost about 12, maybe 15 pounds. I had put most or all of that back on. And because I had gone back to eating in kind of a more 
just a regular eating way. I never was a junk food junkie, but I put the grains back into my diet and that just derailed me. But what I did in this most recent go round was not only did I go no sugar, no grains, I got some help from a mentor and I learned the vital importance of protein. And I know that the talk that I referred to earlier, you were talking about protein and you were talking about sugar and how terrible it is. So what I learned was that I had half of the equation in place, generally speaking, but I had a big half that was missing. And that was the, that was the protein and the seed oils um, connection of upping the protein, reducing or eliminating the seed oils and really switching to a more animal based diet. In addition to the strength training, that's when everything took off when I changed my food. Okay. And, and as everyone knows, and I've posted this, you know, in social media a million times and, you know, um, have really stressed this big time. First, when it comes to really wanting to change your body composition for the better, um, and that's my way of saying, you know, I don't really say weight. I say change your body composition for the better. Drop, drop as much excess fat as possible, especially inside your abdomen where the, the fat tends to be more lethal. Um, and as well, build up your muscle um, to an optimal level so that you can maintain, you know, independence and, and optimal functionality. But nutrition leads the way. You can't outrun your fork. So a lot of people think they can just continue eating the way they want to eat and just sort of, you know, willy nilly and maybe hit the gym and, and do a run or whatever. And that'll somehow forgive them for their nutritional sins. That's not the way it works. Physical activity, as research shows, um, helps you sustain that which you have achieved with your nutrition. So if you did say drop 10 pounds or of excess body fat, um, then the way to keep it off is to maintain regular physical activity. And of course, again, most people know that I'm a crazy person about balancing, making sure you get uh, excellent endurance. At the same time, you're also lifting weights. Uh, you're doing stretching, flexibility, and balance work so that you have a really good holistic way to be able to maintain an optimal, you know, body functionality. So I love what you're saying with that. Um, when it came to physical activity, uh, since you weren't really doing a whole lot to start with prior to this, this, these issues in your life that really, you know, push toward the transformation, what did you start with? What if someone out there in the Her Podcast land is listening and they're saying, oh, I don't even know where to start. So what would you do? Well, I'll tell you what I did. Yeah. It, it, it was magic. The Facebook challenge that I saw, I saw it around Christmas time of 2018. And it was, it was put out there by a woman I know who's a, who's a trainer. And she was calling it the 12-day, 12-minute fitness challenge. And I thought, even a loser like me can do that. Like, that's literally the words I thought, because that's the kind of mindset I was in around where, who I was at that time. The plan was, we were supposed to do 12 minutes of physical training a day for 12 days in a row. And she would provide a PDF that had the, the physical routine for each day. And I thought, I'm going to do this. 
I did it on day one. I fulfilled my workout. I took my sweaty selfie. Like that was part of the rule. You had to take a selfie after you were done and post your selfie into the private Facebook group. At the end of the 12 days, anyone who had completed all 12 days and posted 12 selfies would be in the drawing for some prize. I don't even know what the prize was. I'm not that into prizes, so I didn't really care. But what I am into is I'm into my own pride, and I was not going to be the person who did not take the selfie and post it one of the 12 days. I just was not. There was no negotiating for me. I thought, if I'm in this, I'm not going to be that person. And that's how it started. Now, here's what I'll tell you. Day one through 12 was hard because I had been pretty sedentary. But day 13 was harder. Because day 13, nobody was waiting in the Facebook group for my selfie. There were not 11 other women or however many other women working out the same time I was. There was no accountability left. That's when the accountability burden shifted from the group to myself. And that was where I came face to face with me and what did I want going forward. And that was really where my life transformed was day 13. How interesting. What a beautiful point to make. And that is now it was all about your commitment to you. And I think that, you know, one of the nice things about these challenges is that it, it, it's so helpful um, to be able to be accountable um, with other people. And then it's very cool. But then what happens when that other person's no longer there? Um, then it's all about you. So it's in many respects, it's sort of like, well, I'm going to start walking. I'll, I'll just go for low hanging fruit on this one. I'll start walking. Okay. And then maybe you've got a buddy and your buddy's going to walk with you, whoever that person is. And you're out there walking and you know, you're feeling pretty good talking to your buddy and you know, it just eases a lot of the discomfort of actually getting up after being sedentary for a long time. And it just makes it a lot more palatable. And there you are. And then one day the buddy said, you know, I'm uh, going away for a month and um, I'm not going to be here. So sorry, you're on your own. Then you're like, rot row. Now what do I do? And are you going to, you know, kind of like not show up? But that's me. That means not showing up for yourself. So that's not like a great thing. You have to show up for yourself. And that's basically what you're talking about. On day 13, you showed up for you. And that was this whole issue of um, self-compassion and, and self-support and self-love. Um, you did it for you. And it's a priceless gift when you do something like that. So I'm just loving the way this whole thing came together for you. What's it like for you um, to be able to um, maintain it right now. Now, let's let's first wrap our heads around this. If I remember correctly, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think your first picture was 2017 that you posted, and then there was a 2018 and a 2019, and then today or something like that. Um, so this has been going on for a little bit. What's it like to maintain all of this right now? There's that word maintain because it's very different. You're not like, you know, shedding 30 pounds and you're not, you know, uh, going through this dynamic change. You're, you're actually maintaining and refining a little bit. Tell us what that process is like. 
so interesting that you said that because I just had this conversation today with a friend that sometimes I believe people look at someone who is in good physical shape, good condition, and they think, oh, well, you're already there. You've, you're there. You've reached it. They forget about the maintenance. It's not as if you get there and then you just live magically like you used to and you eat and you do the same habits because the habits are a straight line to the results. So if you are in maintenance like I am, it's every single day. It's mindfulness and awareness of your choices every single day, every single choice, period. There is no like, oh, I'm there and yay, I'm done, (laughs) ever. So that looks like heightened awareness of everything I put in the biggest hole in my face, which is my mouth, and how much commitment I have to move my body in a strenuous way that continues to maintain and or build the muscle that I've already laid down. Because as you mentioned brilliantly earlier, the muscle is the sponge for the protein, holds the extra protein, creates uh, functional movement, keeps you vital and vibrant into your older age. And let's face it, it looks great. And that's, you know, the muscle is the, uh, is the kind of the engine for me of the, of the, the fitness and the goal and the, and the metabolic health. So that's, it's not just the cardio for me. So it's a combination, just like I got here using food and exercise. That's how I stay here. Okay. Now here's the deal. You mentioned your age. What is your age now? I'm 56 now. Okay. And I started this when I was 53. So it was the, the first picture. I think I have, a, if you're referring to a, there's a four. A yeah. Four yeah. Right. They were all taken September at the beach. So it was 2018, 19, 20, and 21. And you can clearly see the progression. Um, and you can clearly also see the biggest differences happened between, I think, between 20, sorry, 19 and 20. That was when I was sort of finishing losing the fat and beginning to really show the muscle definition. Um, but to your point, the maintenance is where you live the rest of your life. And, and it, it's never going to be, it's never going to be easy street. I hate to say well, the that. The reason why, well, well, you know, I mean, look, anything that you want to maintain in life, I mean, hell, it's your house, you know, it's your car, whatever. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta work it. There's no question about it. The reason why I brought up the age is a lot of women, um, and I've, God knows I've written enough books about this, um, really go through some body composition changes, you know, as they go through the perimenopause and menopause, um, and now you're postmenopausal, I would assume. Um, and I think that um, a lot of women run into this, this attitude of it's too late, I'm a mess, um, and they suddenly realize their belly is is a real issue now um, because that's part of um, the residual of what happens when you go through hormonal changes um, as uh, potent as those that take place during menopause. But what I love about your age is the fact that this gives women everywhere hope that they're able to do um, a transformation, be patient, 
be methodical, be strategic, be self-compassionate, and you can carry this out. And don't believe any of the crazy hype that you read on the internet and media and whatever about, oh, I did this overnight and how easy is this? And, you know, no, it's not. This is work like it is for everything else. But on the other hand, what fuels it is the joy of knowing what you're gifting yourself with, which is health and it's priceless. And obviously you're gonna feel and look better at the same time, but the driver is actually health. So I love the fact that you're in your 50s because then that can kind of quell a lot of the, you know, um, naysayers who say, man, you know, hit 50 and I, I look like a train wreck and I'm probably gonna stay this way. No, not at all. Um, this is a really cool thing. And that's why I want everyone to run on over to Monica's social media. Now, tell them what your best social media handles are. Start with Twitter and go to Insta and the rest, because I want everyone to get a chance to be able to see what she's doing. Thank you. Uh, my Twitter handle is just my name, which is Monica Ricky. It's M-O-N-I-C-A-R-I-C-C-I. And my Instagram handle is Remaking Monica because that's where I'm at right now. I'm remaking my whole life. As I said, I, I, you know, I'm no longer married. I no longer have the houses. I no longer have the rental vacation rental business. And by the way, I'm nomadic. So we're taking away two excuses today, Dr. Peak. We're taking away the I'm in my 50s or my 40s um, excuse. And we're taking away that I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have money to join a gym. I don't have time, whatever. I live out of my minivan traveling full time around the country. And I literally haul kettlebells and dumbbells in and out of my van, depending on who I'm staying with. Some friends have gyms. Some friends don't have gyms. I have bands. I have this portable gym. And that has been my routine for the last almost year now. And so the bottom line, the reason I'm saying this is not to say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm better than you. I'm stronger than you. And you're just, you know, making a weak ass excuse. The point is when you are committed to something, you figure out a way to make it happen. And, and that's the difference. That's the shift that people must learn to make if they are really, truly committed to changing their health, their health and their life long-term. Oh my God, that you're a nomad. How cool is that? And, you know, I saw that on your Twitter you know, background piece. And I thought, I wonder what that really means. Well, man, you've taken it to a new level. That is awesome. And just to be able to kind of get on out there and to, well, basically remake yourself. Um, I'm sure there are so many lessons you're learning along the way. And the fact that you're sharing that with your Insta and, and your, you know, your social media is very, very cool. And at the same time, you know, incredibly inspirational. I know that you have definitely um, uh, shared your inspiration, motivation with so many people out there, um, our wonderful listeners with the uh, her podcast, uh, to just know that this kind of transformation can happen any time in your life to anybody. But it's interesting, there's another saying, and that is, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. 
And, and, you know, you have to be in that state of readiness. And sometimes it happens when you're just in the toughest time in your life in terms of challenges, you know, just be open to that lesson. I just absolutely love this. One last uh, word from you, Monica, Um, just a word of wisdom as we close out this wonderful episode. I love that I'm getting to share a word of wisdom. Thank you. This has been so great. The book, The Four Agreements, is so powerful. And for anyone listening who has not read it, I recommend you pick it up, digital or physical. It's a tiny little book, but do not let it small size fool you. You must give it attention every chapter. One of, well, all the four agreements are important, but one of the four agreements is the fourth one, which is the last one, which is always do your best. And that seems super straightforward. And it is. What I'll tell you about always doing your best is that when you are in the process of committing to yourself, understanding and learning your value, falling in love with yourself, and you begin to take actions toward those ends, every time you do your best, your best gets a little bit better. And that is how you grow. And that is how you transform into something you never, ever imagined was possible. I love it. This is so fantastic. We're talking to Monica Ricci, right? Did I say that right this time? <laughs> R-I-C-C-I. Yay, man. Yes. And and seriously, just do me a favor. Um, look her up. I've given you all of her social media. Do you have a website as well? I do. It is, it's a little more on the corporate side. It's from, um, it, it, it's my speaking and training site, which I do. I, I also do health coaching, but it's monicaricky.net, N-E-T. I love it. That's fantastic. And everyone out there, seriously, this has just been a wonderful episode. Thank you so much to Monica. Take a moment now to hit iTunes, rate and review the show because I want to hear from you. And that's because I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Herb Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peek MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes or Radio MD. Thanks so much for listening today. Please stay safe and stay well.